This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is March 11th, 2019. And sorry, we've been away for a while. We've just been doing some things. And we started this trigger mic, this killer mic trigger warning post mortem. And we kind of faded by the wayside. We got four episodes up. And so we only got two more left. And like a bunch of lazy motherfuckers, it took us forever to do six podcasts. And we may even condense them into one, the last two into one. And as usual, I got. <laughs> Too much lazy shit. <laughs> and as you can tell, we got Calhoun on here. Tri- Mr. Trigger Warner himself. Um, huge fan of Killer Mike, huge fan of the show. We both are, to be fair. But just Calhoun moves more like Killer Mike in his everyday life. My main man, Digital Darren, what's going on, man? Chilling man's been a while, so we trying to get back to it. We we left on something for Valentine's Day and we normally stretch our feet. Um, during that time, let's hit this motherfucker like Tupac. We're gonna knock a few of them out, so let's get to it. All right, so let's start with episode five. Episode five was this quote unquote super group, right? Yep, so he started at the old folks' home, which was interesting in and of itself. And I think they used that to set up the super group. And I thought that the old folks' home was kind of just. Telling, cause like even though he rapped to a whole bunch of people, well, one he interviewed the lady, and the lady was like, she think black people are just a problem, cause the news tell her so, right? Right. And he was like, well, you know, one he handled stuff like that with so so much poise and grace. You know, well, I don't know if you do want to say grace, but he handles it so with, with so much poise and wisdom. And he just like listening and said, well, you know, you can't just be a slave to what somebody else tells you. And he goes on to perform with a quartet band. And it actually was real cool because he was talking about, like, how the government lies to us, robs us, cheats us, and basically gets over on us for nothing but because they're the government. And I thought that was real quick. And once he explained it to the people, um, some of the older ladies actually liked it. And I thought that was real cool. that they, Even if it's not the type of music they listen to, the message was kind of universal. So it goes back to yeah, what you just said. So it didn't come in the package that you want, but it was the, it was the it was what you wanted, right? It wasn't the package that you wanted; it was what you needed to hear. So you, you want a you want a 2019 Ferrari, but you got a 1995 Geo They're both cars. Yeah, it's not the package you want, but it's serviceable. So the song that he performed was excellent. The, the way that he interacted with the older people was, was beautiful and it was glaring because what happens when you take down some of the political correctness, let's let some people let their hair down and then we can really get to what we're trying to get to. We'll see what you really think. Yeah. So that fast forward, that leads us into him saying there's a demographic here and he wants to explore the demographic by creating a super group. But hold on, let me ask you this. What did you think about I mean, it probably wasn't no thought, so you probably knew it was coming, but when the older lady vocalized her, she pretty much thought black people were the ones who was doing all the killing and 
was the ones who was behind him. I mean, that was. I mean, it was sad to hear, but it wasn't a shock to hear, if that make any sense. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, I, I wish we could have. I wish I could have be in that situation and handle it with the poise and the grace that Killer Mike handled it with, because he really handled it and would have really, you know, a lot of people would have went, "You old bitch," you know what I'm saying? Like, and I know it's for the camera, but you know, a lot of people would have lost their shit, and so for him to, you know, just sit there and handle it with with the poise and dignity that he did speaks highly of him as we always do. You know what I'm saying? So all that to say, I took the long way to say, I think it, it wasn't surprising, but it's sad. What about you? Sick of it, <clears throat> but man, it is what it is. And that's how most people think. It doesn't matter if she was that old. It's a lot of young ones, things like that. It's a lot of prejudice and racism in the country, which is what he exposed in the Super Bowl. And it just... We're still having that mindset, and that's why we're not where we think we are when blacks start talking about stuff. Even in some of our discussion, we talk about things like reparations and racial dating and homosexuality and all that type of thing. We're not as far as we think. So that being said, yeah, that's, that mindset still permeates this country. And more than that, the only thing they do now is just they whisper it instead of yelling. So I'm glad she had the platform to say it because it needed to be heard, and it needed it needed to make you wince when you heard when you hear it because that's what that's, that's the thought pattern of the other side. That's the thought pattern of the right. So let me ask you this: It's interesting you said the right, but how often? How do you think the percentage of people who felt that way in generations is decreasing or stays the same? I think Charlottesville showed you that right, 2017. I think that's what showed you. I think everyone pretends, and some people uh, they act like when they're able to show you who they are. That's that's what they think. They still think that way. There's something white people do now that bothers me more than all the other shit. You ever see when you're walking on the street, bottom? Do you see how they look through you or look past you? You ever notice that? I don't pay that type of stuff that much attention. Next time, look. They they move like you're not even there. They don't even know eye contact. It's just like. But I think that's part of you as a person. So I think I wouldn't even kill because I would I would do them the same way. I think you're a person who likes to walk around and talk to people. So I think that that goes to your personality. That does. But if you look, that no one else really does it like that. Like nobody's talking anymore on the streets like we used to. Like oh that line. I'm not saying that. But like if you look at it, it's almost like you're invisible. Somebody had a term that they called it. I, I forgot what it was called. Um, but it's like you're invisible when you say So that kind of mindset still permeates, which is what led to this episode, in my humble opinion. Yeah. I, I can see that. I just, I, I think for me, I think the invisible goes both ways. Like, I don't think, I mean, you are because you are a people person. I think most people walk down the street the same way. No, they don't. I, I do. I know that. Like, I don't pay nobody no attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people going walking by my business, but there's a difference. Um, you have to see it. You're not, have, you're not seeing it. Like, people are in their own world going by their own business. But it's not like... When we together, you have to show me. Because, again, a lot of times, I'm not paying nobody no attention. Color color freaking unless it's like somebody unless it's somebody doing something extreme or some attractive young lady i'm pretty much 
don't care about you just as long as you're not in my space. Yeah, I'll show you next time, but they do something that's different. Okay. Alright. So, I think, to your point, I think that this did lead to him creating a super group. And I thought the concept was funny, but the downfall of this show is he took people from too far extremes. Like he that took downfall. That was the purpose. Yeah, but he went so extreme that I don't. I think his point was kind of muffled in the extremeness. And I think it goes to the point you just said. Well, like people aren't screaming stuff; they're just whispering it nowadays. So when you go to the screamers, that's the that's the extreme. And I, I think that that's not a fair representation of of America or whatever, right or wrong. I think most people just whisper. So. No, so that's why it was necessary. The reason why this episode is necessary because of that mindset. People are not. And if you get there and talk them long enough, then they'll expose themselves. It wasn't extreme. <clears throat> the pro- and the problem is because it wasn't extreme. But the solution is what he said. We need to have these these individuals in one room and let's see if we can talk and work this shit out. That's why I was that's why he said don't just don't have your future because in today's PC socially awkward don't judge but judge society, no one's being unfiltered. Unfiltered, that is a representation of every facet of this shit. No, he had a fucking gypsy. Like he had extreme to like he had a gypsy he had a, a cowboy black person. He had a white nationalist. He had um. How many cowboy black people you've seen? Not a contrast, nigga. That's the nigga running around here on, on a horse. Yeah, but that's how many out of a city full of niggas you could tell. The, it's the same one riding around. Yeah, have you been to the country down? Yes. Okay, then. Do you know how niggas in the country act and talk? Man, like, but it's not. That's a small percentage of a small percentage, Calhoun. No, somebody had said the best was I was arguing this with somebody about city and that black people in, the, in major cities. A lot of black people are in country parts of this of states. It ain't no black. It's it's black people in country parts of this state, but they're the minority. If it's thirty percent, okay, they still the minority. That's being said. They still at country, so their country wasn't an outlandish. Wasn't nobody outlandish, but the lady with the with that shit on. What was that Renaissance lady? It was a couple more. I forget all the people in them. But she it, was Jewish, I think, wasn't she? She was something. But her and the black dude wind up hitting it off or whatever. Cause he basically so that's they just this is simply take everyone from from a sec from whatever what you thought it was just gonna be white, black, Asian, and what? More representative of the real world. It took everybody to have a place in the real world. Calhoun, no. So we'll agree to disagree on this. I thought he took... You just thought it was going to be just black and white. Not even that. Black, white. Okay, he got Mario. Mario is extreme in and of itself. He tries to be extreme for extreme sakes. He's just a faggot with a camera. That's how he act. He, he, so that's what I'm saying. You put a fucking... Listen. He had the hold on. He had the zombie dude or whatever that fucking guy with no, juggalos. Awesome. Yeah, they not extreme Calhoun. Gothic, no. Calhoun, these are. Gothic have you ever seen a juggalo before? I met a gothic cracker before. And it, of course, gothic, but they're even gothic or extreme. No, they're not. Yes, I'm, they are. 
Count on them be like one percent or two percent of the population of their own demographic. Five points. You all, we see them all the time. I can't say I see them as much as I used to. Right? You won't see them in my out of all that group. It's at so you'll probably see a white nationalist before you see some the rest of that shit. For everything we just talked about, you'll probably see a white nationalist more than you should a gypsy, a fucking so juggalo. So let's think now what they did. Right? Because nobody was too extreme in there. Well, everybody was too extreme to the next person. Right? But the only person that really stood out was the crazy white guy. <laughs> Yo, he did. You know why? Why? Because he unfiltered himself and went on ahead and said, nigga. <laughs> That's the only reason why. When nobody planned. Killer Mike did all this for a reason. He wanted you to be uncensored because this is what we have to do. You have to sit down at a table. Everybody, you believe in coexist. You have a tattoo on. Everyone has to coexist. In order to do that, you have to have open up the, the channels of communication. In order to do that, you have to be truthful, upfront, unfiltered. But part of coexist is, hey, you don't have to, we don't have to like each other. We just have to get along enough to get along. That's what the whole purpose is. Yeah, okay. Because none of them, I mean, you can't see none of them really hanging out. I mean, the black guy, because of course, niggas are selling and everything. So the next episode, but the black guy, uh, we're going to be cool with the Jewish lady because she has some big titties. I would have been cool with her too. But the rest of that shit, but this goes back to another thing. What do you think about the Mario character? I told, Well, you know, I don't like him. So like, we both don't like him, but for different reasons. Like, I, you know, I told you know, is gay there? <laughs> no, nah, just extreme for extreme sake. So, like, Cujo Gooder said the best. Grown, grown men don't beg for attention. He's like the representation of that in this generation. And, like, don't judge me. But he's doing so much to, for attention. He secretly wants you to judge him. But he's screaming all the time, don't judge him. Like, people like that. And again, this goes to our whole my whole homosexual thing. Like you're homosexual, I don't agree with it, whatever. But don't be out here tongue kissing in public and like you gotta like me because I'm homosexual. No, get that shit on. And like he that type of person. Look at me, I'm just me and I'm free. Who cares? Get the fuck out my way. You standing in the fucking line in front of the peaches. I just want some peaches. I don't care. <laughs> Reason I don't like him. What reason you thought I didn't like him? Well, I mean, you didn't like him. When we first talked about it, I just told you I don't like him because I think giving him a putting him on the show more than once is feeding into his divaness, for lack of a better term. And I would not have given him any more scene besides that first episode. But, you know, Killer Mike brought him in, and even more so, they empowered him even more by using that gay ass chorus he wrote. So I didn't like him because it was like feeding him. He was a monster. Exactly. And just giving him, you just fed that monster with giving him more screen time. Blase this, blase that. In my humble opinion. No, that's what I, other reason I like him because he's everything that I don't like about millennials. They know every fucking thing, but don't know a goddamn thing. And that's what he is. So in the other episode, he's clearly racist, prejudiced. And it showed, but he was so he's so narcissistic and hung up on himself, he couldn't see it. Bring him into this, and it goes to show you how big his ego has gotten, how big he, how how big he think he is, 
And when you couple that with homosexuality, and you couple homosexuality with that a millennial know-it-all, educated fool type shit, then not of a platform, and you have a motherfucker at the end who don't know who it is because he's totally cross-dressed for attention, who which no one gave a shit about. That was the funny thing. Like I think he like the way they filmed it or the way they presented it. Like, oh, Mario's just cross-dressed today. Oh, it's, it's Wednesday. Let's keep going. Like, that would probably destroy him if nobody looked at him while he cross-dressed. Or even the white dude saying, nigga, that probably took all his little gay shine. And he probably hated it or whatever. Oh, he fucking grinding it, gritting his teeth about it. <laughs> That's why he came out there with that get up. He wanted to be the star. That, he wanted to be the bell of the ball. And he that, wanted to be the star. Look at me you can't tell me not to wear this. And nobody was, everybody was like, he was such an extreme character. Everybody was like, here you go with that dumb shit again. I'm just saying my part. Because it's my stage. So I like that even if, and it's so crazy, when the albino cat was like, he the Black Lives Matter, but not on the, not the moist side, not the faggot side, the central, not the gay side. Everyone took offense like, like unbelievably took offense. People took offense three, two times. The biggest one was when that when that white man said "nigga." That shit. Ain't yeah, the, you can hear the record stop like like on the cartoon or whatever. Yeah, that shit erupted. And when the black guy said "moist" before they started singing the song, and then everybody was like, "Oh, that's 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 ridiculous. That's 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 offensive." So I think, and that's another thing that get thrown around too much in today's society is that offensive word. Like Jesus Christ, everybody's offended at something. Were you offended when that white dude said nigga? Yeah. You beating around the bush. Were you offended? Yes, no question. I can't say offended because I was on the other side of the street. If I was somewhere and he said that, it'd be like, oh, who the fuck? It'd be an uproar. So you were offended? Yeah, I was offended. Okay, that, why did you have to drive the car all the way around to say you was offended? Right, I was offended, nigga. So everybody, so go back to your point. Everybody's offended by something. Everybody's offended by something, but it should not stop us from moving forward with each other. You can be offended, and that doesn't mean that we the bridge has to stop. It doesn't mean that the bridge communication is cut off. You should be able to work through certain things, and you should be able to deal with people regardless of how offensive you are in nature or what they got going on. So. When the white dude came back and, you know, everybody was losing their shit. It was two groups. The group, the super group lost their shit when he said it. And he was just like, hey, I feel like I'm... And, like, he tried to explain it. What were your thoughts when he tried to explain it? That's what's wrong with them crackers. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. That's a vintage. That's exactly how they... That's what they think. Like, I wasn't calling y'all niggas. I was saying I'm poor, like, because when they... Back in the day when the cracker was poor... They will call him a nigga too. I'm a nigga like y'all, man. Get your ass out. <laughs> Yo, like that joke was so stupid and stupidly funny to me. Cause like he really had that locked and loaded. Like it was, was. it was funny to me. Like that was so funny to me. Just because he came in like he nothing was wrong. Like he didn't say anything. Like he had that look. Like hey, what are you guys mad about? Right, because it's an entitlement. So that was another good one to show you who's entitled to what, right? The brother said, fact, he had to do some explaining. Hoes don't have to explain. They don't have to explain their entitlement. Faggots don't have to explain their entitlement. Whites don't have to. I mean, whites have a sense of entitlement. He had to explain his in that moment. It was a room full of niggas. 
<laughs> That's why he can come out there whole humming it. I just, call, I just said nigga in the room for a nigga. What they gonna say about it? What's the problem? That's how he came out there. I don't see a big deal. Oh, what would you have done if you would have? I would have cussed him slap out. Yeah. You know better than that shit. Do you think that was something that matched you this? Do you think that was production value? Nah, I think that's what he did. Like, it's, cause some of this some of this stuff I think is production value too for the show. So I was just saying, huh? Some of it is, uh, but a lot of it is. I got listen. All you got to do is two things: tell people you can do and say what you want to do. And here, I'm gonna have you on TV. I can say whatever I want to say, anything you want to say. Really? Yes. And we'll record it, and you won't have no fallout. You'll see a lot of that. People are gonna be another version of themselves when they think they're being filmed or have a platform anyway. So then, the other group who were offended were the white people at the end of the show when they were like, when that white guy said, like, they, you could tell they were clearly uncomfortable. And that was funny to me, too. Right, because you know some of them niggas said, them crackers said nigga, don't you? Not so much like that. It's just, it, it was just funny how, like, they had it on their road, like, someone had on their face, like, but those are the ones who, like, earth huggers and, like, kind of like you said when you seen, you were telling me a story where you seen a dyke lady and, like, you was calling all these racial terms and she looked over at you like, whoa, and you were like, she the type who don't use nigga, don't use any racial terms. Like, some of them people they were interviewing had that look, like, hey, they just, they're just high off of life. They don't use any, they're just equality, equality. But then they did one dude who was bald, and he looked like he may use it every once when he gets mad. Like, he looked like the type who would be mad when they move in your neighborhood, when you move in their neighborhood. There you go. By the time when they move in neighborhood, like, I'd be glad with all these niggas to get out of here. We can find out some good, decent mic. Yeah, like, but most of them I thought were truly offended. Because you could tell they were uncomfortable. When somebody's truly offended, they're uncomfortable talking about it. And they well, would. That's what they stop the needle on the record. For me, I didn't get that much of a takeaway because everybody was so extreme. But I think that your point is valid. Kind of your point is valid. Hey, we all gotta be in this motherfucker. We don't have to we don't have to agree, but we have to see who the real enemy is here. And the real enemy is our government. There you go. See, you're not as smart. You're not as political as you want to lead off here, man. I didn't see what I really seen. You seen the motherfucker? <laughs> it was clear what the goddamn. Uh, basically, he, his whole legit. The whole purpose of the show was like, let's quit focusing this hate on each other and let's focus on somebody who really deserves it, right? He told you in the beginning. These people are using these different divides that we have. To separate us, when we all in one bubble, he said at the beginning and he said at the end. He was cl- he was quite concise in what he was doing. There was no second guessing and wondering what the wonder what he was trying to get at. He pretty much straightforward told you what's going on. He showed you you could, you could be from this person, you could be this, you could be vegan, you could be LGBT, you could be Black Lives Matter, you could be white uh, nationalist, you could be all these different things. That's fine. And you can be unapologetically all these different things, but we have to come together. That was the moral of the story. Let's quit having these things divide us 
that'll be a part of you, but let's all come together to accomplish a common goal. And to hold the ones who are in power accountable. But also that, you know, I think a side note is, even when everyone is offensive and offended, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everyone should have their own freedom of speech. Everybody, including the white nationalist racist prick. Everybody should have their own voice. I think that was part of it too. That's why he gave everybody. That's why part of this, and we glossed right over this. Well, he would like basically be the most extreme version of you, right? Yeah, that's why the mother two got it eliminated because he knew they were holding back. Motherfucker got on that camera like, I gotta work tomorrow. I'm not about to be like, see that cracker like he ain't have no job. That cracker look dusty. <laughs> so he can get on that with them crazy ass eyes and say nigga. But everybody that wasn't even as extreme as they could have been, because even now, I know Cat was like the more side. You know that nigga say faggot a lot. <laughs> Sir Major, you think about it. He got that shit, man. He says that faggot ass nigga. You know he says that. Ain't no thought process. But you have to. Everyone should be entitled to have their freedom. Everybody should have their freedom in their words. That's what they should do, and I think that's what he gave a glimpse of. And then on the flip side, we can all come together to create a super group. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> we pretty much wrapped it up. <laughs> so, all right, now that we don't finish that up, how good would what was the episode on scale of one to ten? I give it oh one to ten. I oh man, it. what we we doing one to five, right? One to five, I give it a four. Mm, I give it a three and a half. I, yeah, I get it three and a half. It started out real slow. Even on old people, but that was kind of slow. I thought it was cool that he did the quartet, but that was slow. But it picked up once he got everybody and told them to be extreme versions of themselves. And so, I said he believed Jesus is clear. Oh, the black dude. Yeah, but Kelly Mike would troll him into that. Like, I, we both come from Christian-based religions. Like, what if he was guarding you about your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I wouldn't say he was clear. That's the problem with religion. He just showed you right now. That wasn't the problem with religion. What we were talking about in the other episode. I mean, so he black. But I do feel like, he, this is a side note. I feel like blacks go blacks on Christianity more than any other religion when Muslims are just the offspring of Christianity. Like, Muhammad don't look black, but don't nobody go with them about that. Muhammad don't look black. Have you ever seen the images? Like Elijah Muhammad, yeah, but when they talk about the Muhammad, the motherfucker look like a Persian. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I always see Elijah Muhammad. Yeah, but when they talk about the real Muhammad, he looks like an Arabian. Anyway, I give it a three and a half, whatever. You give it a four out of five. Anything else we want to say about the show before we end this podcast? Oh, it was a good show, not nothing. Hell true, and side note on all this, Killer Mike is not only being education; he's very, very intelligent. But it's a lot of satire. He's throwing jabs left and right. If you're quick enough and smart enough to catch it, he got that on these folks' ass. He don't know, but he don't give it to Mario the way he's supposed to. Who? He don't give it to Mario the way he's supposed to. He don't have to, and that's what you're not. That's what you're missing in all your hatred for for homosexuals. What you're missing is he letting him sink by his goddamn self. He let him, you don't need to put no extra salt on that dish. It's already too salty. But he's not sinking, though. 
Like in the whole presentation of that show, he doesn't sink. He sink horrible. And Killer Mike's let him hang his own self. When he had that rant, when he was talking about, he hangs himself because he's not as smart as he think he is. Yeah, but that don't come. He's not getting that message. It don't. That's all. It don't matter. Part of it, it does matter. Cause part of, so when you got people like that, they have to get the message. They just keep being who they are. You want him to get his comeuppance. What I'm telling you is this is his comeuppance. He, he may not see it. It's like when I talk about these bitches. They never see it. But you want them to get their comeuppance. Oh, I, I have a No. You saying you were playing the long game. You went until they get 50 and lonely with no kids. And he going to be right here not too long from now looking back at this like, oh, I was, I was dreadful. If he hasn't already, I bet his parents or friends or coworkers, somebody see him was like, you acted horrible. I'm sure they did. I'm sure he, you can't judge me. Who are you to judge me? He could just you throw that skate, that skate code out though. Listen, that sounds good in these streets, but not when your mama tell you or your dad or whoever the fuck you look up to. Not when your mentor tells you. <laughs> I don't think he look up to nobody. Who the fuck you think he's at? You just hating on a man. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Who do you look up to? Huh? Who do you look up to? Alright, but I look up to his dad. It could be the same situation with him. Now, that nigga don't come from a spot of, of that kind of loss. You can look and tell. <laughs> he looked like a Mexican dude who daddy wasn't around. First of all, that motherfucker identifies so much with Caucasians. I wouldn't even be surprised if he wasn't even fucking adopted by some crackers, honestly. <laughs> And so again, all my point is, I think we sit on two different sides of this, and like I really didn't want to get this come up and so bad, like ooh. And we're spending, even though we're small time, we're spending too much time talking about him. Yeah, exactly. You giving the most time. That's you. All right, let's cut it out by the Mario shit. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Edit that part out. (laughs) Digitaldare.com. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.